Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the latest edition of the Sick Podcast of Draft Vogel. I'm John Vogel, a host, Mark Jarvis in the wings, and a couple special guests that we have coming on to, do the, to talk about their process coming up. They got a great draft process ahead of them. And coming from a big school, too. We're excited to have them. But first, we got AC, we got Sammy, we got the big guns in the studio today. Hey, guys, let's roll. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. With Draft Vogel. With the first pick in the 2021 NFL Draft. The first pick. In the 2022 NFL Draft, with the first pick in the 2023 NFL Draft, the sickest NFL Draft show. It's going to be sick. Sick, sick, sick. And the sickest NFL Draft show on the planet is brought to you by DraftKings. Make sure that put uh, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the DraftKings code SICKSPORTS. And you to get $200 in bonus bets uh, instantly when you bet just $5 on any NFL bet. We got the Super Bowl coming up. Pro Bowl props. I've actually, that is, those are fun to do, especially with flag football, dodgeball, all those competitions coming up. Get in on the latest NFL action before it's over because the crown is yours. Co-host Mark Jarvis is here with us today. And uh, Jarvis, as we get you loaded up in here, how are you doing, man? That time of year, man. <laughs> it's beautiful, That's all I isn't it? To say about it. <laughs> Measurements, craziness. Everyone just keep going back and forth with all the different stuff. All star games starting to get into swing. Uh, Senior Bowl is getting into their full swing as well. So it's going to be exciting, man. And I just have to also compliment the fact that you went from a white t shirt before you came on <laughs> to now you've gone to the green sweatshirt. It's a midnight green. I feel that. Thank you for, uh, I feel like you did that for me. So thank you. <laughs> I had to look cozy. I got the beard and all that. I got to go ahead and look good. For when <sighs> I, I had to get it. rid of it. I know. I had to get rid of it. Sorry. <laughs> so, without any further ado, we got a special. We got two special guests with us, and two special football players. And we had to do them together because it's the only thing that made sense. Guys, let's bring in the Murphy twins. And gentlemen, how are we doing tonight? We're doing great. We appreciate y'all having us on tonight. Uh, absolutely absolutely it was a no-brainer you guys um i'm pulling up all your information making sure that we're going to keep this straight so gabriel you're in the blue yes sir grayson you're in the black yes sir so like oh man see like even their voices it's like dang (laughs) 
Is that is that something that you guys have always struggled with in a locker room where like people are always getting you two mixed up? Do you always have to like color code what you're doing that day, what you're wearing? Uh, I, I'd say you know uh, towards the beginning, yeah, we get a lot of uh, you know which ones which, but kind of towards like kind of in the middle, we kind of just tell them just call us Murph, just call us twins, just. You know, if you don't know which ones, it's just calls Merchant. You know, they're kind of just figured out in that standpoint. Yeah, so they'll get our attention with one of those, and then throughout the front, like, getting to know us and whatever, they'll be able to tell us apart. So I'm saying, like, I got a, a, a slimmer facial structure, and he has a bigger facial structure, so, like, little things like that. And my brother has a score on his left eye, and I don't have a score, so they pick up on little cues like that on how to tell us apart. Uh, okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. So, obviously, we, we think about twins playing in the NFL – we got there. There are some, you know, special, you know, groups, you know, duos that come up. And you know, I think the most famous one that you think of off the top of your head is Tiki and Rondé Barber. And the difference here is, you know, they one played offense, one played defense. You guys are both defenders. And so for that aspect, is there almost is there something that you guys can kind of feed off each other a little bit? You guys pass information back and forth? Uh, absolutely. Uh, you know, just being on field with my brother, you know, playing on opposite side, you know, he's on one side, I'm on the other. And, like, on, on a third-down situation, now we're about to go get the quarterback, you know, it's always good looking down the line, looking at my brother, like, yeah, we're going to go get this quarterback. And even, like, with all-season training and things like that, you know, he's able to, like, help me on my game, I'm able to help him on his game. So, like, when they ask us, like, you know, who's a better football player or who's, you know, better at one thing, I say we're pretty much the same because we both work on our weaknesses and our strengths. So we're both getting better at uh, each, each uh, category because we're pushing each other in that way. Do, is there like similar data that you almost get? You know, do you guys get into like the advanced data type stuff where they like show, they, your bodies are so similar to each other that you're able to like <laughs> project stuff to each other and be like, hey, this this is going to, I can, we can kind of do this. Uh, I mean, we really haven't gotten into the advanced data, but as far as like body-wise, like I say like our measurables and stuff are pretty like the same. I mean, the same weight, same bench same squat like same maxes on everything like that you know so we're pretty much yeah the same <laughs> jarvis oh yeah i mean you were talking about that and i thought i've watched tape on both you guys and it was like i was watching mostly the same player i kept double checking like, you can't, you can't tell like, it's, yeah 11 yeah, it's and 12 close. you know it's like golly has this has that always been that way or have you guys kind of gone in, in spurts where maybe one gets a little bit ahead developmentally and then the other catches up or has it always kind of been just level all, all the way throughout your guys' career? I, I say it's probably always been level on these. We're pretty competitive, you know, within one another, so we can't let it, one of us outdo the other, you know what I'm saying? It's just going to make us go that much harder to keep up with the person. So, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think anyone's ever, like, jumped ahead or anything like that, you know. But uh, as far as, like, competing with each other, I feel like we're pretty much always in the same place. Yeah, and going on that note, like, with uh, not being able to tell each other, uh, we only got the numbers. We've been hearing that a whole lot since Pee Wee. Like, even when we was uh, out there playing running back, like, and stuff like that, that people from the stands would be like, man, I don't know which one it is. The only way I could tell is because I'm looking at the number. So if we didn't have numbers on, they wouldn't be able to tell who we were. <laughs> have you ever thought about, like, mid-game just swapping jerseys and see if anybody noticed? <laughs> We've always heard that, you know. We've always I thought about doing it, but we've just never got to the point where we would do it. Yeah, too competitive, you know. I don't want to get numbers from him. He probably doesn't want to get numbers from me. <laughs> <laughs> wrong team, wrong team. Sit there watching. Oh, I like that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, so how did you guys start playing football? Well, uh, my I have an older brother, and uh, my dad. He played, and he actually went off to college, Cisco Junior College, but he was uh, supposed to go to Arkansas, but some things that went down where he wasn't able to. So 
I say it's probably, you know, always been a part of our lives. You know, we had an older brother that played and, uh, you know, sports always been a part of our lives. And we started playing when we were like five years old and fell in love with it. Our dad was a high school coach. We used to be the water boy for him when we couldn't play. So we kind of just always been around it. So it's, it's just something we're born to do, I guess. Interesting. So when you got into, you know, high school, how many different sports were you guys playing? Uh, we were playing pretty much everything. You know, we we weren't technically running track, but we'd be out there practicing with track. Uh, basketball, we technically didn't play basketball. We'd be out there running fives, hooping with uh, basketball. Uh, we tried wrestling. Uh, we pretty much did everything in high school. And then growing up, we played every sport, baseball, soccer, uh, football, or everything. Jarvis? Yeah, this – this question might be coming a little bit out of left field, but one of the things that I've, I've noticed is like, I've, or not even noticed, but I imagine a lot of people are going to ask you, hey, how, how are you guys similar, right? How are you guys different? You know, uh, what's what's different between you two guys as twins? Because like, I got a twin brother and people are always like, oh, you're twins, you must be so alike. It's like, no. If you knew us, <laughs> it would be very, very different. So what's different between you two guys? I'd say probably like the foods that we like. You know, I'm a very picky eater. Gabe was pretty pretty much can eat anything. So I'd say that's the biggest like glaring like difference in this is, you know, we like different kinds of foods and yeah, I would say yeah, that food. Probably really our only difference is to be honest with you, you know, we're we're so similar in everything and we do everything together. So I wouldn't, you know, differences is kinda of hard to do. But I would say food for sure. So that must have been so much fun for your mom. <laughs> yeah. like i can't i can't i could i can see my mom already over there going i can't make this because he doesn't like it <laughs> exactly exactly well one of the things we like to do on here guys is we like to get nerdy about football um i think one of the things that we've been able to kind of carve our way into you know the podcast scene and with what we do is we we talk about evaluating guys and and try to get into really nerdy stuff about football stuff that's more so than just hey i watched this guy and he's really good um we like to get into why are you good let's get into talking to the the the, the, the details that maybe you would hear in a film room maybe that you would hear when you're talking player to another player or a coach to a player that's the kind of stuff that we like to kind of talk about on here so you guys both have really interesting games to you you know what you present as prospects and so i guess my first question in regards to your game and what you bring to the field is as as pass rushers i think that's kind of what everybody is going to look to first um do you have a plan when you're going into a rep about how you're going to attack the guy? And is there, if so, is there a way that you develop that plan? Absolutely. We have plans going into it. And I think every good pastor has to have a plan going into the rep. So uh, from us, we develop it on film, you know, what we're getting from the tackle each week, whether if he's an outside hand puncher, an inside hand puncher, if he keeps his hands low, hands high, you know, it depends on who we're facing that uh, from week to week. So we like to uh, go into there with a plan, like knowing, okay, if he's outside, we're going to work this type of move. If he's inside, we're going to work this type of move. And we always have a plan. We always know who we're going against that week because you got to know your player. You got to know the player you're going against in order to have a successful game. That's how we like to uh, think it. And you have to have moves set up in your head, like, okay, if he's an outside hand puncher, uh, we'll do the cross chop. We'll do a double swipe. 
if his inside hand punch, we'll probably do a little bull, bull power because he's short on the edge because his outside hand is not punching. So it depends on like who we're going against, what we see on film in, in uh, that instance. And another thing to that is, you know, having a plan when you do set up a move is, you know, we're kind of different because when we played at UCLA, we played everywhere on the field. We played the zero, the two, the three, you know, the five and the nine. So, you know, we we're outside, inside. So we kind of had to study the tackles and we had to study the guards and the centers because that's what we're going to match up with, especially on pass rush situations. You know, some sometimes we'd be going against the tackle and he'd be doing something. Then we have to watch our film with the center and the guard because we're going to be going against them and, on film as well. So you have different moves for different people, especially like when you see stuff on film like that. So what are some of those things that you notice on film that you go into looking when you're studying a tackle, a guard, a center, and to, to, to try to exploit? Well, first you got to look at, uh, you know, kind of like their scheme, you know, are they, are they disc setters? Are they vertical setters? Are they, you know, straight backs? Uh, things like that, you know, once you get their set kind of down and kind of, you know, what they do scheme wise, then you can start looking at like the, their hand punching, their, uh, you know, how, they, how what what spot do they like to get at before they start sitting down their, their set and things like that. But, you know, mostly you're looking at that outside hand and if they're vertical or they're disc setters, you know, that's the number one thing we look for because that's, that will let you know if you need to go inside, or, you know, work the outside, work the edge. Yeah. And a lot of guys we went against, you know, it's pretty much, you know, edge, you know, work the edge because most people in college really don't dish that. You kind of start saying dish sets when you get to the NFL. Yeah. So you got a horizontal inside puncher. What do you? How are you going to attack him? Horizontal inside puncher is a great question. So uh, if he's for, if he's for moving horizontal on his inside puncher, we probably uh, pursue a field so show speed and then counter back inside. So uh, cross chop inside, whatever it is, detect his inside hand, beat his inside hand, and you beat the man. Jarvis, they're ready for Bill Polian, but what you got for him? <laughs> <laughs> run the line of questioning here. Um, what what all do you guys go into when you, you mentioned you kind of prepare for these guys throughout the week? Hey, this is the type of player we're going up against. Do you do you like take all your notes together, or you kind of do that independently and then come together and talk about it? how do you kind of approach the week? Yeah, that's a that? great question. That's a great question, and uh, I say we 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 like to watch film like independently, then come together and like show like what we saw and like how we can mesh what we saw with, with each other like together. That way we can you know have a better plan on how do we attack the person. But, yeah, that's a great question. You know, most people like to watch it together, but we kind of like to watch it separately to come together and yeah. see what we watch it separately just so uh, we can see if we're picking up on the same keys. And maybe he can see something that I don't see. And we, we don't know really to do that with each other. You know, we do that with mo most of our teammates as well. Just to make sure they're seeing stuff. Like, they may see something that we're not seeing, or I might see something that they're not seeing. So it's always good to have a collaboration on, like, notes and stuff like that just so we can, you know, see it from uh, different people's uh, IQ. In different people's eyes i like that because you're you're almost pulling yourself out one of the things that we get caught up in on the draft media side of stuff and if i don't know if you guys venture on x formerly known as twitter that much but people <laughs> are always talking about group think right oh you ever don't go with the group think but you guys are separating yourself from that in the sense of you know as a team you're trying to find what it is that you guys are picking up on and then coming together with the ideas i think that's a much more productive way of of uh, figuring out how you're going to put this game plan, how you're going to attack these guys. And I, I think that's a great idea. Absolutely. Jarvis. Sorry. I didn't mean to jump in there. I was just like, that goes right. Jarvis is super into biases and figuring out how to eliminate them and stuff. Like if you want to check out what he's got, I mean, I, this, this guy's taught me some stuff. So. Yes, sir. Yeah, no. And that's, that's kind of why I was so interested in is the fact that you do pick up on those different things when you do come at it from those different perspectives, do you guys kind of share a, a similar mindset as far as the, the philosophy you bring as a pass rusher? Do you think there's differences between you two that are notable? 
Yeah, absolutely. I, I'd say, you know, early on, because, you know, in college, I'm in, in a high school, we're kind of more so DBs, middle linebackers. And then when we actually got to college, we started in North Texas. They moved us to uh, pass rushers. So we were kind of quick learning when we got to college. And we, I feel like we kind of started out as power rushers. Like, we always wanted to work like power, you know, bull rush, bull rush, bull rush. Then when we started developing this pass rush, we started getting that like, speed rush into it, you know, the cross chop and things of that nature. So I feel like, you know, as as both we've grown together as pass rushers, I feel like we've gotten confident in the same type of moves because we're always working the same moves together in order to get confident in them. Absolutely. Do you guys have certain players you try to study together and kind of try to model your game after at all? Or 100%. One of the guys we like to study a lot is Vaughn Miller. Yeah. Uh, we, see a, we see a lot in his game because, like, a lot of people, like when we work with people, they always talk about our being, uh, our ability to get low change levels and things like that. And uh, Vaughn Miller is exactly like that. He changes his level. You know, he works a good ghost, uh, works a good long one, whatever it is. And he's always changing his level. So we like to modify our game uh, off Vaughn Miller. Khalil Mack's another good one. Uh, we, we like both of the Bosa brothers because they're brothers and we're brothers. <laughs> both of the Watt brothers. So we watch uh, a lot of the perennial uh, pass rushers and try to model, you know, take, from, take a little bit from each game and put it into our own game. When you guys moving on to run defense, when you guys are in run defense and you were talking about, you know, gaps and filling those and, and you know, reading that concept, especially in the in college right now, you're seeing a lot of RPO type action. Absolutely. Um, I think you'll see a lot less of that. Does that make does that excite you? I guess it's yeah, part one. <laughs> okay, so right, so so when you get into run defense and stuff, what is it that you think that bring that you bring to the game to make you valuable run defenders? physicality right now we're gonna set the tone up front uh from from our perspective you know like we on pass rush downs they wanted the inside so this year you know that was uh my uh, last year was, like we were playing pass rush from d tackle nose tackle three tech whatever it was so this year we wanted to not only be passers inside we want to play the run inside so we really took it you know we took it upon us like during the off season like we got to get stout we got to work on our double team technique we got to work on, you know, our hands, whatever it is, so we can play inside on run. So they're not just coming in on different packages to put us against the pass. So we can be very versatile, multiple multiple inside. So we really honed in on, like, our run technique inside. We already had it outside, but inside is, like, a different – they say it's a different game because you're going against, you know, 300-pound guards, whatever it is, and the center stuff like that. So we really took, uh, you know, pride in it and, you know, came back with a more physical, physical approach. And, you know, we played a lot inside, whether it be run, pass, and, you know, and flourished in it. If you had to pick a tech, which one do you like to play the most? Uh, three tech for sure. And I, I, I say three tech because you, you know you're getting either one or two blocks. You're getting the man block. You're either getting a double team or you're getting a uh, pool. So, I mean, those three, and you can pretty much tell when the llama's coming up, you know, what type of block you're about to get. By the way, he's, like, heavy on his hand. You know, you can see that tackle's eyes if he's about to smash down on you and things like that. And so, I think the three takes is the easiest position to play, especially when it comes to terms of rolling. And you love to pass rush on a slower go up. Cause we're pretty quick guys, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. Jarvis, um, yeah, I was just wondering further into that. You mentioned you kind of get those those keys that you can pick up on of oh, hey, the tackle's gonna kind of crash down on me, that sort of thing. Um, is there any situation you kind of love being in the most, where you're like, oh man, I'm gonna I'm gonna tear this situation up? Like this is one hundred percent. I'd probably say. Third and third and third and one or fourth and one, you know it's gonna be a run play. You know you gotta get physical with the guy in front of you, and I feel like that's what me and Gilbert first the most when the third and fourth and ones, because you know you're you know it's a, it's an easy shock snatch. You know you, you gotta get off the block quick, and you know we're pretty quick. You know with 
with run, you know what I'm saying? That's a momentum game. That's a momentum shifter right there. If you get a third down stop or a fourth down stop, especially fourth and one, because you know it just rips the heart of them. And another uh, uh, situation I would say is like third and eight, third and seven. Yeah, one. You're about to pin your ears back and go rush the quarterback. That's another momentum swing, second the quarterback or getting a strip sack. When you guys went from North Texas to UCLA, this is a two-part question. What was the biggest difference in terms of physicality? And then what was the biggest difference in what you were being asked to do schematically? Okay, that's a great question. I would say the biggest difference from moving from North Texas to UCLA was just everybody was got got a little taller. So, like, in North Texas, there wasn't too many big bodies down there. But I would say the, the play, like, from North Texas to UCLA was pretty much the same. It was just there was more bigger bigger people at, at UCLA, if that makes sense. Uh, and then the second, the second part of the question was, yeah, the second part of the question, uh, in terms of, uh, like, playing, like, learning the defense, I mean, we had a pretty good defensive coordinator at North Texas, and it's uh, Coach Bennett, Phil Bennett, you know, he's a defensive coordinator at Baylor, defensive coordinator at Arizona State. So his concepts were kind of, you know, pretty much, like, I'd say even more confusing than the concepts we were running at UCLA, even though he had a really good defensive coordinator, Coach Lynn, you know, he's a young guy, but he kind of kept it kind of simple for us, but, uh, even though we were still multiple. But I feel like at uh, North Texas, we're a little bit more harder on the concepts. It's a little bit harder to learn, I'd say. Not harder to learn, but just a little bit uh, not as simple. You know what I'm saying? More complex, yeah, more schematical. Interesting. Okay. Now, training routine-wise, you know, you said that – you said, uh, Grayson, you're the you're the picky eater, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Sure, okay, making sure I get that straight. So, is there a pregame meal that you guys like to go to? Alfredo uh, Pasta. Yeah, Alfredo Pasta. That's 100%. The Alfredo Pasta. Yep. Yeah, no chicken. We don't. We don't really like the meat. We don't really like the meat and the uh, pasta. It's just noodles and sauce. You know, throw a little bread in there, and that will do us for the pregame. Absolutely. Ooh, yeah. There you go. There you go. I'm a big Alfredo <laughs> guy too, so I can. I, oh, yeah. I hear that. You know, obviously, you guys are pretty in sync. Just listening to you talk, you're pretty close, and and kind of. I don't want to say reading each other's minds, but it kind of seems that way. <laughs> um, two questions for you. You know, um, one: What's the longest you guys have ever been away from each other? And two, you know, a lot of these twins that come into the league end up being on different teams. How are you guys kind of preparing for that if you do end up in different places? So I said, as long as we've been apart from each other, it would probably be like a few, less than a few hours. Like we're always together. <laughs> and then uh, for the second part of your question, I would say like we're ready for that part in our career. Like coming from moving from North Texas to UCLA, like it was a big turning point in our lives because that was the first time we was really away from our family. You know, like being in Denton, like we're from Dallas kids, and that was only like 45 minutes away, like going, moving all the way out to L.A. Like it was a big culture shock and a big uh, shock to our, our lives and stuff. Some A little bit of adversity we had to go through, you know, being away from our family and really just go, being in the real world as men. So I think we're really uh, prepared for that in our career to like move away from each other. I think uh, not only will he push me, but I'm a, I know I'm going to push him when I'm away from him in the league and stuff like that. Like on a Sunday, if I see him, oh, man, he got two sacks. Like, I know I can't go out there and not do get two sacks or whatever it is because he's going to be on my, my behind, you know, after the game. Like, oh, man, I did this. Like, you got to do this. So I think we're pretty much prepared for that. You know, we've been waiting a whole lot for this opportunity, and God bless us, and we give all the glory to him. So we're just thankful for this opportunity. The last question that I got for you guys is what is – when you guys you guys are going to sit down with NFL teams, you're probably going to – at least at your pro day, you might come in for some top 30 visits. Um, when you get to that point and you start talking with teams, they're going to get a perception of you guys and what you're going to bring into their locker room. So what is that perception that you think you want to create? What is an NFL team getting with you guys? 
Uh, I think the NFL team is getting is, is hard workers. You know, someone that's willing to do whatever it takes to win. You know, someone that's, that's going to be in that locker room and be a locker room guy, you know what I'm saying, be a teammate type guy, you know, a, a, a love-oriented type guy in the locker room, someone that can connect with everybody. And I think that's the number one guy. We're not real wild-wild guys. We're not real, you know, talk-talk guys, but, you know, we're like kind of lead-by-example type of people. And I think, you know, organizations going to get for sure hardworking and for sure people that love the Lord. Actually speak awesome. loud words, that's what we like to say. So we're going to go in there and approve with our actions and let everybody follow along. I work at the free for ourselves. So like you said, you know, we're just going to love our teammates up and then carry them along, man. With our work ethic, we're going out there getting extra work. We're going to bring them along with us and, uh, you know, just learn. Go in there. We're going to be guys that go in there and learn, soak up everything. And uh, we know we're the best, but we're not going to go in there with that ego and attitude, man. We're going to go in there like, man, we're ready to learn. Because I know a lot of them guys, a lot of them pros and stuff in them rooms, they can teach us a lot of things in our game and, and get us ready. So we're ready for that uh, environment. And we're just ready to get going, man. Fantastic, guys. Anything else you got for him, Jarvis? Uh, I think I'm good here. All right. Good gentlemen. That was fantastic. Thank you Appreciate for the time. Show, man. Absolutely. Stick around for just a second. We're, I'm going to catch you before we let you out. But first, AC, Sammy, let's get out of here. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Draft Vogel on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.